Welcome to Callback Podcast number nine. On this show, we uh, we sat down with Bill Devlin. Bill's a mainstay of Los Angeles comedy. He puts a he puts on a show at the Improv about once a month called Comedy and Cocktails. Really fun show, an amazing show. It's always got a great lineup. Uh, I've been there personally. I've seen Daniel Tosh, Jay Larson, Jimmy Dore, Kathleen Madigan, Bill Dwyer. Lots of great acts stop by and do sets there. And uh, you really should check it out. Maybe call the Improv or. Check their website for more information. It's called Comedy and Cocktails. Uh, Bill's also a comic in his own right. He does a sh- uh, set usually on each of those shows, uh, as well as performs all around town. He's also an actor, and uh, he shared some uh, really great stories with us. Uh, he invited us over, and uh, we just had a, a fun time talking to Bill about his uh, his career. And um, uh, before we get going, we always like to thank Eric Streeper, our webmaster, for keeping things going on callbackpodcast.com. Please check that out. Also, if you want to send anything to us, you can email us at, uh, let's see, callbackpodcast at gmail. You can tweet us at, uh, at callbackpodcast. And I think that's it. With that out of the way, let's uh, get going. Callback Podcast number nine. Right, so this is uh, podcast number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we're recording. Thanks to Aaron. Yes. And uh, so our guest, our guest uh, on the podcast today is uh, Bill Devlin. Bill, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having hey, me. Man. Your fabulous podcast. <laughs> Everybody oh, he's sucking up already. That's great. <laughs> he has no idea who we are. <laughs> neither. Neither does anybody else. We're uh, like, what do we? Uh, what do we? What are we at? 127 listeners, something like that. That many? Is it really? Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know. We're, hey, that's impressive. We've only been around for two months. So, I yeah. tweeted you guys today, and I have 27,000 followers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So maybe we'll pick up a few. Oh, there we go. 27,000? We've yeah. got how many, like four followers? Yeah, you guys have. <laughs> yeah, you had nine. <laughs> you had nine when I looked. Nine. <laughs> it was oh nine. nine. We, we, we don't tweet. We don't tweet. <laughs> we don't tweet. You know, we're like, it's one of those things, like, so we were told we were supposed to have it, like, all right, we'll do it. And we, we were into it for like a week. And so. Then, uh, but, um, so, Bill, uh, we... Uh, know you from uh, a show that you put on at the Improv. Bill's a, 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 a comedy um, comedian, actor. You do. I understand you're in television. You do uh, a lot of commercials, movies, things like that. Are you are you mainly a comedian? Because I know you from that world. Or is you know I don't know what what your acting is like. What is what's what's the story there? Are you. What, what, what do you consider yourself a comedian, an actor? I well, b- both. I mean, it's uh, I do. I love stand up. Okay, it's so fun. And then uh, acting. It's, I do a lot of TV. I, well, I did. This year's been weird, you know, with TV commercials. Like I was on a streak where I booked like twenty commercials. Like there was a while there where I did a commercial like every Friday. I'm like I'm doing a TV commercial. <laughs> it's like crazy. And when when it happens when you book jobs like that, it just seems like oh this is so easy. But then when you don't book them, it's then like was, how, yeah, when it how runs, did I ever do that? Yeah. When it runs cold, it runs really cold. It runs right? really like, cold. But like this year, I just auditioned for uh, Siri, uh, Siri the, the oh the speak. yeah oh to be the Apple the voice of. Uh, 
No, 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 no. It's a TV commercial for Siri. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, he wasn't then, auditioning to be Siri. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Devlin's like, imagine Bill Devlin telling you, yeah. like, you know, did you mean <laughs> like the sarcastic comic? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what, what you need hell? as a comic that's instead of Siri. That's what they should have. Yeah, yeah, they should have. Like you're like, I'm what sorry. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> fuckface. Did you mean? Uh, yeah, hey. fuckface. I love that word. Hey Siri, oh. give me directions. Or that Take name. a left, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Um. So, June. Do you know Chip Chinnery? Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Oh, yeah, I love Chip. And uh, Chip and I and Scott LaRose. There's guys where all of a sudden they'll be doing... And this uh, woman I know, Jillian Bigman. Yeah. She, there's like... You see them once, and next thing you know, they've booked like every commercial uh-huh. like, on television. You know, yeah. like Chip has obviously been in a shit ton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it, actually, so Chip, I saw Chip, and I saw his reel. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be like Chip Chinnery. And then I did it. I did a lot. Oh, I mean, wow. maybe not as much. No, not quite as much as if Chip. You knew, if you, if you but, he was in like all the Bud commercials. Yeah, I didn't. Everything, uh, I know? didn't do, but I did. I it built up a pretty. Impressive reel of of commercials and uh, but now like this my point of the Siri thing was I'm doing that and I'm like John Malkovich and Samuel L. Jackson are doing these commercials <laughs> you know yeah oh, that's right oh you were yeah. oh wow and so like it's crazy now all these huge celebrities are doing commercials so I don't know if that yeah now all of a sudden that's another thing that's happened recently where um, actors it's it's no longer the stigma where you know like. Um, movie actors versus television actors or versus commercials. Like, it used to be a thing where, like, Sam, Samuel L. Jackson, you would never see a guy like that on a yeah. commercial. And I think this is probably a... Uh, it's probably a, a, a kind of a microcosm of how, like, the, the entertainment business is going right now where, actually, commercials are a little bit more entertaining because they have to keep your attention a little bit more there's uh you know people are fast forwarding through commercials all that so commercials are actually becoming there's hipper commercials yeah exactly now. and with yeah. the web people go to look for commercials i do you know i mm-hmm. i look up if i hear a cool commercial you know it's i know they're trying to sell me a product most of the times i don't even remember what the product is but it's still like it's pieces of art you know they're, they're actually a lot more produced and you know and interesting that's you know. So that's why I'm not in them? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm saying that's why you <laughs> are more in them. There you go. That's why you are in them. No. <laughs> They're no, more they're... interesting, Bill. Uh, that's why. <laughs> but what, that's a, you know, like the whole golden age of television, I think we're probably running tantamount to like a golden age of commercials at the same time. You know, it's like, uh, you know, just anything accessible to people, you know, is, 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 uh, is, is something that's, you know, driving. I, I guess... Um, the point I'm trying to get to is is the idea that what that, is the point you're trying to get to, John? I don't, I don't know, Bill. Let's <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's, so anyway, so you're a stand-up comic. Um, I'm going to change completely here. So I know you from the world of stand-up comedy. I, I started going to your show when I first moved out here to Los Angeles, and you run comedy and cocktails. Right? Yes. Yep. How com- long have you been doing that? Uh, well, I comedy and cocktails is a, about two years old, I think, something like that. Really? So I must have yeah. been going there right when it started. Right, yeah, I think you did. I but I've been doing. I I did my first show, produced my first show at the Hollywood Improv in two thousand four. Jesus, been doing that long. That long. I called it Bailey's Irish Comedy. I had this. <laughs> And I, I thought I'd get Bailey's Irish Cream on board. They wouldn't even email me back. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I could, yeah. So I, then I changed it to Bill Devlin's Irish Comedy. And then. And then, then Bill I, Devlin was on board. And then I got on board easily. <laughs> it wasn't as hard <laughs> to get myself on board. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, but then I'd have people like uh, come to the show. And I, because I just have funny people. Right. So, 
you know, I wouldn't all Irish, but I'd have Irish people, you know, from Ireland. They're like, they're not all Irish comics. They're Irish American. You should call it Irish American comedy show. <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to find, you know, comics? Right? So, and then I started people putting people in that aren't even Irish, and then people were getting mad at that. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. I forgot it had. It definitely did have an Irish slant. So how, yeah, so then, you know, comedy and cocktails. I did a show for a while called International House of Comics. Oh, really? Yeah. At the Improv? or somewhere? At the Improv, yep. And so I just changed the names <laughs> over the years. But comedy and cocktails, I'm sticking with. I like it. You know, Aaron is, um, he does the front of the house for, do you know the band Flogging Molly? Yes. Yeah, so Aaron's uh, tour manager and, and front of the house guy for them. That's true. And, uh, and I remember that they went through a similar thing trying to get Guinness on board or like, you know, it's always getting sponsorship uh-huh. for tours is always kind of weird. You know? Yeah, you're it's, either too Irish or not Irish enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to always play flogging Molly before my shows when it was the Irish show. Oh, it gets you all pumped up. You and know, that's when Kathleen Madigan would come to the shows. You know, I sing on track eight of drunken lullabies just so you know, really yeah, yeah, cruel mistress. That's me in the background singing. <laughs> um, but, uh, so you started with, so 2004. So how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, well, I, uh, <laughs> I, well, I've been out here since uh, about ten years out in LA. I've oh, been doing comedy. Where are you from? Minnesota. Oh, really? Where? Yeah. What are, whereabouts? Oh, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I grew up in St. Paul. My roots, oh my god, my family's in St. Paul. I played the hell out of Minnesota when I was traveling as a comic. Um, I used to live in Chicago, so that was yeah. like the Midwest run. Did you ever play like acting? And I'm or? from Michigan. And you're from Michigan. Yeah, Acme Comedy Club. Uh, there used to be a comedy club in... Uh, it's Rich Miller's thing in the and, and, Mall of America. Uh, Scott Hansen has his... Oh, uh, Jesus. Scott Hansen still owes me money, I think. <laughs> um, or his brother. One of the two. Um, yeah, there was these hell... But you, I did improv. I was an improver when I was Were you really? You needed a group mostly. to be funny? Well, because I was scared. I had here's something people don't know. I had a horrible stage fright. Oh, really? And I, well, I was a ba- here's how I started comedy. Let me tell you that we'll go oh, all the way back. Sure, absolutely. I was in a punk rock. I came band. out of the womb. I did. Five I, was, I was in a, a, I was a, in a punk rock a, band joke. in Minneapolis. Oh, you were a yeah, punk I'm a rock drummer. Band? Yeah, I was a drummer in a punk oh, rock shit. band. Oh, do you still play? And um, I wish I could. I, Actually, I do. I, I didn't forget how. You didn't need to to be in a punk rock band, yeah. right? You but no, I was really good. Like I mean, bands came out of Minneapolis like Husker Du and. Placements and uh, what, was the so, name, yeah. what was the name of your punk rock band? It was called Church Picnic. Church I was picnic? in a few of them, but Church Picnic was my favorite. That's awesome band. And church. we lived in a church. Did I you could really? I could tell. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, you I lived started. in a church. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole that's other awesome. story. I don't know. But we uh, you my take brother, girls off into the confessional. <laughs> like it was know. crazy. It was. Yeah, crazy. You my, to get them on your knees. It's like you're halfway there. My brother <laughs> bought a church as an investment, and then he. Um, Asked me if I'd live in it so no one would vandalize the place. So we moved in, and then we started this band, and we called it Church Picnic. That's awesome. And like and ten we- guys lived in there, and rent was like two. And Grant Hart from Husker Du oh, lived wow. in there, and Husker Du would practice in the church. Uh, yep. So I, I would, you know, jam I bet with the acoustics them. were amazing, right? I yeah. Mean, did you put shows on in the church? Yes, we did. Oh wow! In fact, uh, yeah, we had a lot of famous people. I was just going to say, I think I heard of a place that used to be a church that. People would have shows at. I didn't think. I didn't John, know you just heard about it ten seconds ago. No, that's right. Maybe that's when I heard about it. <laughs> when Bill Devlin told me about it, but we had we had all the bands that would would stay there. Like uh, you know, old like Dead Kennedys came there. They didn't oh, wow. stay there because they were big enough to have their own hotel. But they came to and partied at the church after their oh, wow. show. And uh, DOA so pictures and of Bill seven Devlin, seconds like, with, like and spiky hair and all sorts. of... I like, never spiked my hair. I I never got tattoos. I just. Uh, 
I wore shorts and engineer boots and spike wristbands. <laughs> I could awesome. show you pictures. But I, oh, that's awesome. But I actually was a businessman during the day and a punk rocker <laughs> punk at, rocker night. at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So you, you were mini How old were you at that point? Uh, like 20, 20. How do you go from doing that to improv? Like, to go, well, it's comedy. Well, I always wanted to be a stand-up comic, but it was always so scary to me. And, you know, the drummer in the back, you know, you're kind of yeah, you're you know, safe. hidden yeah. a little bit. But we were a three-piece band, and uh, we'd play, like, these huge gigs, and we'd have, like, 300 kids. And then our guitar player's string would break, and the idiot never had a second guitar. He wasn't prepared. So, long, so we're left standing there while he has to yeah. restring his oh, guitar. And then I'm like, I gotta entertain these kids, so I started doing impressions and jokes and stuff oh, wow. to just keep them entertained. Like I did Mr. Magoo uh, voices and stuff. Oh, so you just gra- you know what? Um, we went to go see. Do you know you know who Steve Albini is? Um, I- he uh, he's a he's recorded a lot of uh, famous. Uh, um, he's, we interviewed him on the first podcast. He was on the first podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, he's our first guest. But he, I should um, listen to that. He's one. the guru of analog. Uh, Tape recording, but he's Most also in a famous b- for recording Nirvana's "In Utero." Really, and um, he also, uh, he, but he's recorded everybody, like you know, all these small bands and just like any punk band that came through. He's actually in a band called Shellac. He used to be in a band called Rape Man mm-hmm. and a band called Big Black, which was a huge band back at the time. I thought maybe they might have done the church, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's funny because you were talking about how you know you come up and tell jokes, and I I never realized how funny Steve was really until I saw him live. And there would be those moments where there'd be some sort of break in the action or something, and he'd just mm-hmm. grab a mic and just start riffing and just kind of talking. And I know he doesn't consider himself um, stand-up co- uh, a stand-up comic, but he certainly, you know, was like, oh, that's such a great quality to have, you know, to have, like, so you would run out from behind the drums, you'd grab the mic, right? No, I'd just, stay behind the drums. You'd just talk to your mic. The well, I, was a, I would do backup vocals from the drums, too, so I had a mic. So I would. So you would even I do your stand way yeah, back well, there? I actually invented this thing called the pan dandy that I would do, where I'd take a big saucepan that had a big handle <laughs> on it, and I'd put it on my head, and then I'd play that, you know, that rock beat, that do but I'd hit the pan on my head. And we called it the Pan Dandy. Oh, that's great. That was great. And then I do Mr. Magoo. I don't, I'd mention that. Oh, Jim Backus? I do a little, yeah, yeah. yeah a little, by George Waldo, if it is an old sharp-eyed Magoo, I tell you, where's my glasses? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you guys are probably too young to remember Mr. Magoo. See, that's you? the problem. I can't, yeah, nobody knows Mr. Magoo. Oh, but Mr. Magoo But you know Gilligan's awesome. Island, he yeah. was Mr. Howell. Yeah. Gilligan. Backus. Why the Wizard of Wall Street strikes again, Gilligan, <laughs> my dear boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Mr. Magoo. I grew up, he's uh, basically a dude he can't see because he's blind and everything, and he's always mistaking, yeah, bartender or whatever, you know, like he's always looking at <laughs> yeah. somebody and thinking Seaside, 300 feet. My George Waldo, here we go. <laughs> so you don't do, you don't do, uh, impersonations in your act is that something that just or maybe you do not i've well i do voices i do a few voice like i tried the Lim neeson joke that i did last oh, yeah, night the, the Liam neeson joke let's, yeah. let's talk that about good. that oh first of all we, we just saw uh your show last night uh you had 13 to 16 year olds in the audience which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i was surprised edgar was allowed to even go to the show <laughs> because um, of his restraining they were order. all from out of state so i was okay oh you were okay <laughs> that's great yeah. um but uh at first, I thought it was going to be a bad show because you, you you walk in there and you're thinking, oh shit, there's 
just a bunch of kids sitting here. But they turned out to be a great audience. It turned out they were fine with the sw- whoever was in charge of those people. You know, whoever's yeah. unemployed today, <laughs> who was yeah. in charge of the kids last night, um, they just were fine with them swearing and the comics. Yeah, well, the improv made a point to tell us, you know, don't censor your act. Just do your regular act. Don't worry about the kids. That's really refreshing because really? that is, you know, is kind of not the norm these days. Usually yeah. It's like, you know... We, you know, one person's coming in here that's going to be offended by one thing, so we want everyone to just change everything for this one person. So that was kind of refreshing. So we saw your your show last night, and you did the uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, you did the Liam Neeson joke, and at some point, what was it? You're like, I'm looking for a punchline. Oh yeah. It was. It was. I don't want to bastardize it. It's. Um, well, no. Let, let, let him tell it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Like help you fix it. Oh, yeah. Let's come up with. Let's come up. Let's come up with the punchline for him. It was the. No, no. Let him tell. I know, but I'm trying to set the like the like the whole. Did you lead up to it at all? Before I led up to it. I said because they're coming up with a Taken two. They're doing a sequel to the movie Taken. I said I love Liam Neeson in that movie because he's like I've got a certain set of skills. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> and then he kills everybody in the whole movie. The credits are rolling. He's still killing people. <laughs> it's a great movie. And now he's in the movie Battleship, the movie that's, you know, after the board game yeah. Battleship, Liam Neeson in Battleship. Uh-huh. I've got a certain set of skills. <laughs> I will find you, and I will sink your Battleship. G4. <laughs> but I, I can't believe that they're making movies based on board games now because movies used to be, you know, based on great novels and stories. What's next? A movie based on a breakfast cereal? Coming this fall, Lucky Charms, the movie. It's magically delicious. <laughs> Starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> Always after me, Lucky Charms. Listen, Leprechaun. <laughs> I will find you, and I will get your lucky charms, your yellow moons, <laughs> green clovers, and pink hearts will be taken. <laughs> and that's where we ended. Where now, like, I did have anyway. an ending where I was going to go farther with it, where I was going to say, and I'm going to take those green clovers and shove them up your ass so far, you'll be pissing out. Rainbows. <laughs> but that doesn't work. That's enough. Forget about it. I've got a certain set of skills. <laughs> if only acting range was one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a certain set of... You're right. He's kind of that same note every day. Like, I've got a certain set of skills. Because he was in that Wolf movie, too. Right, well, the great. By the way, my wife is sitting here. Lim is uh, her favorite Oh, uh, we don't mean to upset you there. How you doing, Gripsy? <laughs> um, yeah, my, my girlfriend and I just watched The Grey the other night And um, wish we could have that two hours back um, <laughs> Listen, <it> Wolf, <laughs> I will find you And I will kill you <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, yeah I, he's, he's kind of one of those guys That's just beating that same drum right now But he's know? awesome, I you love know, he's, him Oh, he's striking, he's unbelievable You know, he's, he, he carries a movie without a doubt And taken the whole time You're, You know, it's ridiculous But you're buying into the whole thing Like, oh yeah, he, could, he probably has this certain set of skills <laughs> You know, and he's utilizing it To kill everybody um, <laughs> The uh, Thank I've you, spoiler alert 
Oh, I'm, oh, they, they well, come everybody? on. Have you ever right. seen Taken okay, by Now? For or if you can't God. figure it out, then he's gonna. <laughs> wow, yeah, I saw. I went to go see this Liam Neeson movie. You should have seen it. They took his. They took his girl, and that was the end of it's the movie. Called <laughs> taken, was, for God's yeah, sake! You know taken. they're gonna take. Yeah, her. they took her. They and show and it. Never <laughs> in the preview. Yeah. They say, <laughs> "You're we, you will be taken. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be taken." Hey, Dad, you could have called me like five minutes ago. I was going to try. That was a lucky charms <laughs> joke. Your lucky charms will be taken. I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'm going to drink some Jameson. I'm glad you guys allow uh, drinking of delicious uh, yeah. liquor during the podcast. We, we, we encourage it. it we uh, we will it, allow you to drink alcohol in your own home. <laughs> it is yeah. Jameson o'clock. It is Jameson yeah. o'clock. Um, well, it will be soon. Um, I might hit you up for some Jameson. Myself. See, I um, make it look really delicious, don't I? Yeah, you do. You know, look at it. I like the extra tall glass you got going on there. <laughs> what does it say in this glass? Uh, it says Jameson. Well, by golly, go. <laughs> my golly! <laughs> got, so you finally got you finally got your drinking sponsored by Jameson, but not the uh, the, the comedy show. So but, I started to do more voices. Uh, right, the so. problem the problem with the characters that I do is like there a lot of people don't know them. You have to be of a certain age. <laughs> To know, like I do a lot of character voices, but they're uh-huh. old, like old cartoons like Droopy. All right, you know, people, Droopy. Nobody, do you, you guys don't you guys know, know what Droopy, Droopy is? No, well, see that see, dog. There's a picture was... of him over there. See that uh, middle? He was post. a Woody Woodpecker guy, right? He was. Or... He's a little dog, and he's like, "No, what? That makes me mad." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. His like... voice got. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know the character. Yeah, see, so that's why I can't do Drewby in my act because nobody knows. Was he on the Was he on the Woody Woodpecker shows? Like he was, you know how they would do Woody Woodpecker, and then they'd have like a couple other cartoons. I think Droopy was one of those guys. I used to I used to love Droopy. There was, um, God, you know, all those things. Like what else? What other voices did you used to do? I, mean, I don't. I can't even remember? remember now. I do a lot. I do a lot though. Are you um? Well, so, so the. So, so when did you actually start legitimately doing stand-up? Like, when did you get away from the drums and just get up by yourself? And Well, so then, yeah, so I started doing uh, improv. So I was in an improv troupe in Minneapolis. And then a buddy said, you got to start doing stand-up. So I did open mics in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. And then I was just getting ready to get out of the open mic, and they were starting to book me in Minneapolis, and I moved out here. So really, it's been in L.A. Uh, most of my... Where was the first place you went up to in L.A.? Uh, the Haha. In uh, uh, yeah, in Lakersham, the in ha. The, but but here's the deal: I moved here right after 2011 in September. I mean, 9/11, not 2011. 9/11, <laughs> yeah, 2000. Man, what it happened? was really bad that what 10 happened? year anniversary. 2011, was, uh, yeah, that it was, was kind of a. No, right it was really. You should have been here, man. It was the foreclosure rates were really high. <laughs> it was a, terrible, it was, terrible, it was an awful day. time to be here. It was really, really hot that summer. <laughs> it was a terrible day. No, after so, and that was when like uh, Letterman and Len, nobody was doing jokes, right? Well, and went, I was booked went, to do yeah. a show. Oh wow! And some idiot comic did nine eleven jokes that were oh, no. horrible, and nobody laughed, and it was a uh, it was not a fun time to be in comedy when I first moved out here. Did you um, transition into acting from the comedy? Is that I did I did commercials in when I was in Minnesota. But is, it, is that where you went? Okay, I've got enough juice here doing these commercials. It's time to go to Los Angeles. Did you come here with an agent already? I well, I got an agent when I came out here. Not prior. Not prior. No, no. not prior. Yeah. So um, you come out here. We you, you get you get your agent. Did you did you start booking commercials right away or? I did. Really? Yeah. yeah things were things were lucky. What's your favorite yeah, commercial a- that you've done? 
Uh, my favorite commercial that I've done. Well, there's probably two of them. One that paid the best. <laughs> yes, a, that is, yeah. I can tell you. Well, my favorite commercial, yeah, exactly, was for actually Heartburn. <laughs> and I made a small fortune oh, on Oh, that's that awesome. Were you uh, ever like the spokesperson for anything? Or what, did they come you back, bring you back for like repeat commercials for like the same I did. Product? I did three uh, European Febreze commercials. Oh, really? You were the yeah. Febreze guy? Yeah. And I always wanted them to come, you know, send me to Europe, and they're always like, "No, we want to come shoot them here. We shoot them here. It's warm here. We don't want to fly you out there. We'd rather ship our whole company to L.A. <laughs> and shoot it." But, That's awesome. Did they give you a whole bunch of Febreze? I did not get any Febreze, but that, I never asked isn't that either. Like a huge misconception. Like you do a commercial, you just expect them to give you like the free stuff that you're advertising. You know, one like, time I don't think that's a real thing. One time I hosted. Sometimes like a, you do. I did a uh, thing for like morning news for WGN in Chicago. It was like I don't know. Bob Surratt was on it. And it was this this guy who was kind of a local celebrity, and they had the funniest kid in America contest or something like that. And they had comics as judges. So I was up early doing this bullshit um, contest with all these kids, and of course they're all doing you know stupid knock knock jokes and whatever you know and you're just kind of like you're running through these whole bunch of kids but it was sponsored by Twi- trick cereal and all of a sudden like i'm at home one day and this huge fucking box full of trick cereal like but like must have been like 24 boxes of trick cereal just showed up on my doorstep i didn't expect it nothing all of a sudden my roommate just walks in we eat trick cereal for like <laughs> fucking two months right <laughs> I mean, we literally had boxes everywhere of trick cereal when you walked in our place. That just reminded me of the like the fir- one of the first commercials I did in Minneapolis. Yeah. I had uh, my my agent called me. At, it was a casting director called me at the time, and she's like, "We're, we're doing a commercial and uh, today, and we need somebody that can roll on a beer keg like a log roller <laughs> while juggling three cans of beer." <laughs> Can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. Do you know and, how to juggle? And I've never, I can juggle, but I've never done that. I've never rolled out of beer. And so, I, so I'm like, yeah, I can do it. So I, I'm like, I love it. So I show up, and it was for Stevens Point Beer. Oh, that yeah, is out of Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a Absolutely terrible, sure. terrible beer. But I, uh, so I show you up. You on, didn't say that in the ad, did you? No, I did not. But I showed, not up, listening right I showed up on the set, and they're like, oh, you must be the acrobat. Come right this way. <laughs> the acrobat. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Like, is this keg, is this the right way? And I'm just like, what? Sure. oh, yeah, let me see. Yeah. And then, how about these beer cans? Do we? Do you need them emptied or some trick? Or I'm like, oh, no. And I could juggle the beer cans, no problem. And then, um, you know, it seems like when you tell somebody you can do something like that, you can magically do it. Because then I did it. I rolled on the beer. No, so I rolled. Did, did it really? was like a party, and this crazy guy rolls through on the beer can, <laughs> juggling beer on the keg, juggling beer cans. And I did it. But then the clients were there drinking at 10 a.m., the Stephen Point oh, wow. beer guys. And then at the end of the night, we had this huge party, and I drank a bunch of that beer. And, oh, my God, did I get sick. Did I would you? never... Drink that beer again. I'm sorry if they're listening, but oh, they're not going to sponsor your uh, comedy show <laughs> at the Improv. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be, yeah, be comedy cocktails by Stephen's uh, point. Pabst Blue Ribbon is my beer. I'm oh, there you go. I like, like my, the shirt. Yeah, my yeah. brother distributes uh, Pabst in, oh, really? uh, in uh, Minneapolis. Pabst is a big uh, following out here. Yeah, 
They've been riding that, you know, they won the Blue Ribbon Popular in 1972. <laughs> talk, about, talk about riding the wave. They won one Blue, blue Ribbon in 1872, <laughs> and they've been going ever since. <laughs> do you do that joke? That's a funny joke. I have not. That's a funny joke. That's hilarious. Um, they were also the basis of one of my favorite movie lines in Blue Velvet. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yes, yeah. Uh, Dennis Hopper, that's his beer. Mm-hmm. And he asks Kyle MacLachlan, what kind of beer do you want? And he says, I like Heineken. He goes, Heineken, fuck that. We're drinking Pabst. <laughs> or, you know, so, something, something along those lines, you know. <laughs> that was a great uh, uh, Dennis Hopper That was great. I thought he was in the room. <laughs> I thought he had come back to life and he was sitting right here with us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, d- wait. Do I get my SAG card like this, or you could, you could, you never know. They just show up. Yeah, they just <laughs> exactly. Just you. like they're like trick cereal. They just show up on your doorstep. You're one going day. to leave. There's someone on the other side of the door. You get the card as you leave. Oh, that's <laughs> how it's going to be one day. You, know, you do a podcast to snap the cards and hand it to you. <laughs> that's how they're going to do it. You know, and pretty soon you'll do on a podcast. And next thing you know, there'll be all sorts of you know, like you know, after issues, and you know, once once they realize that they can monetize anything, you know, you know, it, you know the the. Uh, Unions are going to take over. You know, we already have now. What after? And are you after SAG? Well, now it's one. One boat. That's what is it? SAG after or is it after SAG? SAG after. SAG after. Are you one of them? Yes, I am. Are you? Does that mean yeah. that you can only do SAG after commercials? Or that's the that's the the well. There's another thing called FICOR. We don't want to get into that. Oh yeah, that's the oh, the Quentin that. Tarantino thing where he makes all of his people do FICOR because he's not in any of the unions. So in order for like any of his actors, from what I understand, they have to. Um, it's it's what like denying the union or something like that, right? Well, I, it has something to do with the the labor laws and California's side, so yeah, they have to allow. Uh, he's basically a huge pain in the ass to all the unions. You know, he kind of gave them a big fuck you at some point, and you know, he's one of the few people that can get away with it or whatever. But um, I just got uh, cast in a movie today. No, you, did you really? Yeah, I'm going to play a cop in a in a horror movie called Twelve Twelve Twelve. And, uh, When's it coming out? Well, we they didn't even shoot it yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, that's like my mom. When will I see it? No, I just thought for sure. <laughs> it's like I, I didn't thought, even make it yet. I'm just... I thought for sure it's like, well, I thought like, you know, 12, 12, 12, it's like it's coming out 12, 12, 12. You know, I thought that would like, probably be a good plan. I thought that was like, okay, we got to move on this thing. I think that would be the goal. Would be well, they, it is going to shoot. <laughs> Why was it called? Like, the point of being called. Well, you know, I would imagine it has to be released before 12, 12, 12. Yeah, it looks. Because uh, otherwise, otherwise <laughs> everybody knows thought, what happened at 12 I honestly thought it was a marketing ploy that, like, yeah. okay, you guys are just going to shoot this very quickly and get it out there. I think they might. I didn't. I just talked to them tonight. They called me up and said, I got the part. I'm going to play a cop. And, well, that's good. Uh, you gonna, you gonna research the role? You gonna go? I get should have gone down to L, downtown LA tonight. You gonna watch? Them? I'm a drunken cop. I get killed. No, I don't know if I'm drunken, but got- I probably will be. <laughs> like, like, why is that cop always drunk? <laughs> you're pulling it's people. It's twelve, twelve, twelve. I'm telling you, you're, you're pulling people over for for drunk driving, and you're drunk yourself. You're like walk a straight line. The guy's like wobbling. Yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Go ahead. Um, well, that's cool. So, are you how often are you auditioning? Is it every day? Is it like well, it I used to be auditioning every day, and like I said, this year's kind of a weird year, so I'm not auditioning every day. But it seems to be picking up a little bit. And uh, for this movie, they knew me because I did another horror movie called Blood Predator, which 
on the internet says it's the worst movie of all time. <laughs> no, it can't be possible. No, I, I think John and I watched the worst movie of all yeah. time. But, um, it, but uh, you know, I had fun in that movie. But they Blood Predator? Some people knew me from that movie. Where's and, it at? Where uh, can we get Blood Predator? You, it, you can buy it on Netflix, I think. Or oh, I don't wow. know. I think look, look up Blood Predator. But uh, right. don't look up that. Look up Rectuma, I would recommend. You were in Rectuma? Yeah. I'm the star of a movie called Rectuma. What's that? You know this movie? I don't. I've got to show you guys the poster. Is it it like spelled like rectum A? Yeah, yeah, rectum, rectuma. And the the story is uh, my character, Waldo, I I have a problem with my ass and I'm going to die. So I go to see this Japanese doctor, Dr. Wansamsaki. And he... <laughs> Dr. Saki. <laughs> Edgar, you looking this up? Yes, I am. And uh, he sticks a nuclear rod up my ass. <laughs> and my ass gets a life of its own and breaks off and kills people. Edgar, find this immediately. <laughs> uh, Aaron, you want to read this description? Because I won't. Oh, I'd love to. Waldo Williams is infected by a Mexican butt-humping bullfrog and soon his butt... <laughs> grows a mind of its own as well as 20 feet in size and terrorizes Los Angeles. Now Waldo must prove his innocence by proving that his rectum is responsible for the murders and not him. You said you were one of the worst movies ever made? This might be one of the greatest movies ever made. Rectum is a great movie. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> wow, we definitely need to. And I'm starring in that movie, and that movie was uh, they uh, Japan uh, bought. It was it's in like seven countries, I think. Oh, really? Is any of them America? Japan? You, and not really, not really. It never really. You know was what? It I blame. Successful anywhere? Did people like it? Japan Critical loved it. Claim. Japan loved it. Um, they would like it. They yeah, like they stuff probably, like yeah, that. Japan I have the like Japan. It. I have the Japanese movie poster, and they had like. Are uh, you a celebrity? You walk around Japan. Yeah, I get off the plane. Like, Japan is, no, Japan is called Ass Monster. <laughs> and so I get off the plane in Japan, everyone's like, Ass Monster! <laughs> that is hilarious. Is it, um, is it, did you, did you do press for it? Did you go to like Japan or did you like, did yeah, you, yeah, I did, yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I was yeah. like, so yeah. you're serious? You went to Japan? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And it was Ass Monster. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yep. And you know, you're going to Japan, aren't you? Uh, middle of August for a week. And then you were you were were you there like a couple? I months was ago? just there in April. Ask him about Ass Monster. I will. Ask you gotta look. You gotta get a, a, a copy of Japanese copy of Ass Monster while you're out there. And just find it. I think the guy that did the Japanese mo- movie poster they said did Kill Bill or some. He does. He does famous uh, movie posters. movie posters. Yeah, so I have that. So. Um. How did how did that happen? Like, does, is this something your agent sends you out on? Like, hey, there's this movie. No, that was Ass some Monster weird thing. Richard. I was at some actors networking thing trying to get, and some uh, Japanese girl came up to me, oh, and she's right. like, "Oh, my friend, are you funny? He make a movie. Go here." And she gave me this address. Audition. Yeah, he needs funny guy. And so I'm like, okay. So I went there, and he never told me the Did name you read of the, the script. Movie. Or anything? No, yeah. Okay. So I didn't know. So then, in the, the part was just a regular, you know, regular right. scene. I'm at uh, work at the post office or whatever, and uh, and then they called me up. They go, "You have the lead role," and then they gave me the script. And but I I laughed my ass off when I read it. It was so funny. So yeah, I was excited. <laughs> you laughed your ass off. That's hilarious. <laughs> Wow! So asthma. So let's run. Let's run through it now. Hey, do you have do you have his IMDb credits on there? Or what? I sure do. By the way, I want to read this excerpt of a of a review from Blood Predator, because um, I like the analogy. 
the acting was more wooden than Queen Victoria's teeth. <laughs> what does that mean? That reference is like 200 years out there. She had wooden teeth? <laughs> um... All right, we're gonna we're gonna run Read down. We're gonna run good. down. Come we're on, gonna, we're gonna run down your IMDb, <laughs> and then like just give us a little like uh, you know uh, like a couple of words for about. Here, here's one I uh, I remember actually It was Let's Bowl on Comedy Central. Yeah, oh yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah, that was a great show. Were you a regular on there? Or no, what I did on there was a funny thing. Uh, we um, we did a uh, the flock of seagulls. The video I ran. All right. We took that video and did an exact scene-by-scene copy of that video, only it was us. And it was uh, Rich Cronfeld, who was the, the host of uh, Let's Bowl, did it. So he said, hey, I used to be the lead singer of Flock of Seagulls. And like, no way. Like, yeah, run the tape and we'll show it. And, then, and I was the drummer on uh-huh. the, in, in that. Also, it's, very, it's hilarious. You guys got to see it. So you got to use it. Is it available anywhere? Is it- yeah, it's, it's online. Is it so you got to use your drumming skills? Well, I, yeah. <laughs> well, and actually, my buddy Dave Mo, who uh, he produ- he directed the movie. I mean, the the, the video. He uh, he played the flock the, of seagulls. Uh, the video? Flock, well, the the, the, the mock of seagulls the video we did. That's <laughs> he plays the guitar player. Or he plays the bass player in the in the video, and he directed it. And Rich oh, wow. plays the the lead singer. And and that was obviously you got that through. Like from the stand-up world, or was it? Uh, that was all buddy, 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 buddy stuff. Buddy oh. stuff. That's the way things work in. Uh, and Los that's Angeles. the way stuff work here. Yeah. yeah. No so you got to meet people, and uh, that's why movies. I think you got to know somebody. That's why most movies I've been cast in is somebody that's no know, knows me or they've seen me. Or like at the Improv, I did a pilot for a show. People have see, you know they see you and they're like, okay, we want you to. You did. Oh wait, you did. Do. Yeah, you was a. Uh, I saw you in some sizzle reel, right? Or what, what was the thing? Did you? Tony's got some project, right? That you. Were. Oh, Tony. Yeah. So Tony did a show, and he knows me. He knows. He he knows me. Why am I talking like that? <laughs> I'm telling you, Tony. He knows me. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps this is the Jameson speaking. <laughs> when John Jameson. Which I, I might need another. But yeah, Tony did a oh, worst roommates, and I think I don't know if I. I think I might have told him a story about the, the church. Oh, when I living in the church because it was like uh, the hellacious roommates. Oh, right, right. By the way, I, I do want to bring up something interesting. Yes. When you Google Bill Devlin, one of the search results is Reverend Bill Devlin. Yes. Which is kind of funny. They used to live in the church, and and this that's that's going on. The Reverend, but it's not me. I'm not really the Reverend. But I got to. I'm going to tell you a quick story about that. Sure. No, I lived in the church, and so there's a bunch of us. And then mm-hmm. this other friend of mine says, "Hey, my my buddy, he's got in trouble." And he's on probation, and he got kicked out of his house. Can he come and live here for a while? And I'm like, sure. So the probation officer drops him off at the church. And the probation officer tells him, you know, hey, you live at this church. If you just ask the pastor here to uh, do some chores, because you have like 300 hours of community service, you know, the work at the church will count. (laughs) Great. So he comes in and gets me, and he's like, can you pose as the pastor of the church? To the probation officer. <laughs> That's great. And I'm like, sure. 
So I come out. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I'm like, ah, oh, yes, you know, with he's, fall. He's fallen on bad times, but we're going to set him right. We, yeah, and I'm like, and it's fall coming up. There's a lot of chores. We can have him raking leaves and doing things around the church. We'll keep him real busy and blah, blah. And, then, and it was going great. And he's like, and, it, and literally, like, you see in movies, people, like, look at something, like, what's your, na- what's your, and what's your name? And I saw uh, a thing with Alexander O'Neill. He was some musician. I'm like... I'm Father Alexander, and he blah blah, and then we do the whole thing, and then I think it went great, right? And he's like, "I just have one more question," and he was really uncomfortable about asking the question, and I'm like, "What is it? What am I saying?" Are you he's the like, drummer from Church? <laughs> <laughs> Are you the drummer from Church? Big thing, yeah, bastard. Yes. I'm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was the question? I'm sorry, I stepped all over. No, that, was good. that was perfect. No, that was great. No, the question was: um, This is a Baptist church. Why are you father? Because I didn't know. I grew up Catholic. I had no idea. I wouldn't have known that. Oh, my I'm God. like, holy crap! So I got to think fast, and I could tell he was embarrassed about it. So I'm like, oh, don't be embarrassed, Ashley. And I remember, like, the Grinch. I like pulled a Grinch on him. The Grinch. So I don't worry about. It. I said. Um, you see, I used to be in the Catholic Church, <laughs> and then I moved here to the Baptist oh, Church. Wow. Is what and a do? lot of my congregation followed me, and they still call me Father, just out of habit. So I kind of still wow. call my wow. Father Alexander, and he's like, oh, that makes sense, okay. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. And I'm like, why, I take it to my shop there. <laughs> like, like, Pulled it right out of your rectum. <laughs> I pulled it out of the rectum. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. But then I came in and I'm like, oh my God, I just told a cop that I'm a priest. That is going to be lightning from the sky. So I actually did make it my point to try to reform this kid. The kid's doing your laundry. <laughs> you got him doing all your chores. I taught him drugs are bad. Uh, <laughs> the... the, uh, the uh, the blood of Christ. You know, <laughs> yeah. had a lot of blood of Christ. The blood, the Jameson blood of Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So you're you're in Minneapolis. You you come here. You start doing comedy. How long before you actually start like making waves doing comedy? Like actually start like you're here. Two thousand and obviously two thousand one. We've got some serious situations going on, and then things kind of the country kind of you know recovers a little bit they start getting their sense of humor back things start rolling now we're talking about like 2002 you start 2002 big year let's for go you. to 2002 big year for you there bill Duke. it was actually i had my one of my biggest opportunities happen oh, in 2002 and i is that when you it. met your wife no, uh, no. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> one of my biggest there you go. um but uh 2002 i was at the improv and i'm still pretty green at con i'm only mm-hmm. a couple years into stand-up at this point really after you know open mic and any- anyway but i'm at the improv and uh, after the show this lady comes up to me and she's like we've been searching for someone to do a stand-up show at a maximum security prison you've heard me uh, do this yeah, joke yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a true it's a true yeah, you, we, we wrote a you read something about that today didn't you um it was like in the la times it was in the la times yeah, yeah. so what happened was She's like, so do you? Will you, would you do it? Or and I'm like, yeah, I'll have my manager call you. And I had no comedy manager oh or anything at that time. I just thought that's what I would say. I didn't know. Why well, you've already lied to a cop? You've already like, you know, as <laughs> well lied. What's, why not just keep the lies going? Hollywood. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I ended up getting booked to do uh, nine shows in two days at a maximum security prison. The same prison. 
Yeah, the same prison. There's different quads. I was going to say, well, the- there's eight quads, and then they wanted me to do a show for the guards and the employees. Well, you know, one, no one's getting up and walking out. You know, that's for so, sure. Yeah, they're not getting out. So, was, um, it, was it local or was it like it was in San Luis Obispo? Where's that? It's a know. men's. It's called the California California Men's Colony. You've been there. You've been- <laughs> <laughs> he did a neck It's in just, uh, just a wave. But it was scary. I so I went. I've never been to a prison before. So I went there, and you know, I'm like, you know, where's the prison theater? I'll be performing in. And they're like, there's no theater. You know, I'm in the middle of a prison yard. You know, they're like a band played over in that corner once. They were stabbed. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? So I had these roadies, and uh, you know, I got some guys, a group of guys that I could uh, ask, you know, questions to, uh, you know, to write jokes. And uh, should I tell this? Go ahead, it's a, do it. So the number one question that they had for me is when I come back to do the show in two weeks, will I keister some tobacco for them? <laughs> and I didn't even know what they're talking about. They're looking at me. Hey, man, will you keister some tobacco for us? I'm like, what? They're like, keister, you know, stick it up your keister. I'm like, what? An ass full of tobacco? No way. I'm not going to do that. Forget about it. And they're like, we'll pay you. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the tobacco like, tasted like shit. <laughs> yeah. But that, so uh, I'm sorry. But anyway, so that was uh, so. That, <laughs> so I've written obviously some jokes about the, but it was a true thing that happened. And what happened was then I told somebody, and then they con- some, knew somebody from the L.A. Times, and they said the L.A. Times called me and said, "Will you write an article for the Times, first person story about this prison thing?" And I'm like, "Sure." So I wrote the story, and I had a ghostwriter. You know, because I've never really, really professionally written a story for the newspaper, right. so um, and so I had a ghostwriter as well, and I wrote we wrote the story together, and uh, and then it was on the front page of the calendar section, the, oh, t- the whole headline, pictures, everything, and then it was a two page spread, and I thought, wow, I'll probably get some comedy gigs off of that. The next uh, Monday morning, I get a call. It came out Friday or Saturday or whatever. No, I think it's a Sunday. All right, Sunday, Sunday So Monday morning, I get calls from ICM, CAA, all these huge agencies. They're like, we want to option your story into a movie. Really? And then I get a call from Charles Shire, you know, Private Benjamin. Uh-huh. And, all, you know, and he said, I want to make your story. And I think your story would make a great movie. And, um, and the story? The story was just going to do comedy in a in a bunch of maximum state. Well, I mean, well, the, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, but like, was I? I, didn't I kind story. of wrote a little bit. Yeah, well, you should read that. Yeah, damn it, you didn't read I'm my sorry, article. I, I found out about it just on the way here. Edgar was saying he read it today, and uh, uh, I actually didn't read it. <laughs> you didn't even read it yet, yeah, bastard! And, Jesus Christ! Oh, I didn't realize that you wrote it. I thought it was a story done about you that. You know, and I wrote it. It was a first-person story about me, the, the experience, and we'll, we'll probably like kinda, post a link on. We kind of threw yeah, in we'll there, uh, you know, hope. It was about hope. It ended oh, with a little right. touching subject because it was true. What I learned is I went through the because as I went through each quad, um, like the lifers, they didn't laugh so much, and then oh, I went I through it. the quad and I the and I realized. When I got to the inmates that were going to get out within two years or six months, then they were laughing more and more. And it's because they have hope. Oh. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There's what, some hope uh, there. What, so. kind of, what kind of material do you do at a prison? Well, that was the other thing, and I have that in my act too, But they, because they told me, okay, you're representing us, so you can't swear, talk about drugs, oh. sex, or race. 
Because if you talk about any, if you talk about race, you might start a riot. We can't have you talking about drugs. You can't talk about. Like, what? Or swear. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? I swear on this podcast. You can swear, sure, absolutely. (laughs) This is. But yeah, so, um, and then on top of that, the other thing was that the reason they were having a comic was they made all the inmates quit smoking mandatory. Oh, boy. Oh, man. So the whole plan was so everyone's on edge. I was gonna thirty days after they had to quit smoking. I was like their present, you know. No, their present's not cigarettes. No, it's Bill Devlin, comedian. They're all pissed off and at the peak of the nicotine withdrawal. You know, here he is. And fresh meat. Yeah, fresh meat. It was crazy. So I had to go. So that's why I had to go to the prison because I had to write jokes specifically for them. And I found out, like, most of the inmates there, they don't even know who the president is. I mean, these guys have been in oh, wow. jail most of their lives. Um, and so how do you write? So you have to write, you know, I had to find out what went on in the, in the prison, you know, tearing sheets. And I didn't know what a 602 was. It's writing up a complaint. And I wrote jokes just for them. Oh, wow. Like, some of them asked, hey, man, did you do time or something? Because how do you know? <laughs> About all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do a lot about their world because I had I met with the guys and then I wrote went back and wrote jokes. Oh wow! Did you it. um, you did nine shows with over the course of how long? Two days. Two days. Yeah. So what, how much time? You so did? I did like a sh- an hour. Each show was an hour. You did nine hour shows. <laughs> in two days? Yes. You did nine a one hour show. Yes. That's got to be some sort of record in a maximum security prison. And so like the, it was so and it was in the prison yard. Like I had to stand on this little tiny picnic table, and all the inmates were around me, and I'm telling jokes. And lot, usually, and then one of the guards said, "You know, we usually never let this happen because if we have all these eight hundred inmates, they're going to start a riot if they're all together in a yard like this." So, but that was one of my best moments of comedy too because I tell a joke and it it went over and everybody's laughing and then I look out and then there's the inmates and the guards and the inmates and the guards and they're all laughing together at the same point they're like it, I'm, and I'm, I got to see this and I'm thinking at wow. this point in time they're all forgetting about their miserable existence or all the laughing, differences between them the difference between them they're all laughing together and that's what comedy's all about did, wow. did you do yeah. that thing where like you know, you pick people out of the audience and you talk to them like, hey, where are you from? Or, well, I wasn't allowed to do that. Oh, they didn't let you. Um, but at some of the very yeah, last shows. Too. Where, yeah, because that will start a riot if you pick on a guy. You like, could, hey, wasn't that tattoo? Or you face? could be stabbed. <laughs> 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 I didn't call anybody fuck faced. I did have, I had some hecklers and I'm like, hey, why don't you come over here and say that fuck face? And. You know, whatever, and then I'm thinking, oh my god, this guy could have murdered 13 people, and he might just go. I'm like, and that's why I had to change. Hey, I mean, you know, come on over, uh, we're having fun. <laughs> Did you, in in the course of the time that you were there, when you actually spoke with the inmates, like getting material, you were there early to get material, or like kind of interviewing them, or kind of were you allowed to kind of mingle but first to kind of get that world done. well that was the other no that's well i had 10 guys that were my roadies they were in the arts and corrections program it was called so these were guys that uh, got to play guitar and do artwork and do certain things um and so they kind of helped me out they carried my little microphone and jesus christ this was like this is crazy you're like a rock star in prison in you're prison like, like- yeah Doing nine one-hour... I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the fact that you would do nine hours of material within 48 hours. Yeah. You know? and, and did you have the hour? 
like ap- you know each time, or did you rely on like you know riffing it all, or what did you? Uh... I uh, oh, yeah yeah. Well, I had to you know you know I had an hour of, of, of material, but I had to. You know how comedy is. Yeah, you but you had to go cut out all the, the sex. You had to cut out all the, you know. Well, yeah, it was crazy. Swearing. And, yeah, you know, I don't even. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Did uh, did you meet with anybody that you that you like? Kind of like, oh wow, you took this this home with you, like this story about somebody in particular or whatever. You were like, wow, that you know, like, like was there somebody that that. That affected you in there? Like, did you get to know them at all personally? Or? Yeah, it was a really cool thing. Was uh, the guys uh, that I met? I mean, also, one number one, they you know you don't ask what they did, right. but most of the guys, like the ten guys, they had been there for twenty years or more. Yeah, like some of them would tell me drugs. Right. Okay, so if, I guess if they don't tell you drugs, they probably killed somebody. You know, I guess maybe that's, that's right, what yeah. it is. <laughs> I don't know. But you don't. I, you, but they all seem like normal guys, just like you, you guys right here. You guys could all just, you know, they're just normal people, so you don't know. I think I think broadcasting from a prison. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that Aaron, was you'd one be thing really popular in prison. Me. I think. <laughs> but one moment was uh, they had a band. These guys had a prison band, and we already talked about that. I was a drummer, and I'm like, hey man, can I jam with you guys? And I jammed. We play, you know, with the prisoners, and I'm like, wow, I cannot believe I'm in a prison playing drums, jamming with these these, oh, these guys. Good. And I actually had some guy, hey man, I'm gonna look you up when I get out. And I'm oh, like, I yeah, don't think I want that. Right. <laughs> 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 like, like, you guys don't get the internet in here, right? <laughs> I, I don't think. But then I did actually. It's it is a pretty miserable place, and um, I, when I got out of there, I felt like, oh my god, I'm happy to get out of here in two after the two days. Wow, you know, it's it's not it's not a fun place. And no, uh, I I um, they haven't been to Disney's California Adventure. Yeah, well, I was there. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I um, uh, I've been in, in prison twice, not for anything I did. Uh, I was shooting a sure, video. Everybody for what says you they're in No, but that's the whole thing. We were doing this uh, video, and it was uh, I was helping this guy out shoot a shoot a video, and it turned out it was kind of a propaganda video. Like, oh, let's try and get these programs for these prisoners. And there was this one moment. It's funny how you said you're know, like. You're in this room with these people that you don't know what they did or whatever. And there was this one moment. This was at um, 26 in California in Chicago. And the guy who was in charge and then the other guy started having a conversation about something, the lights or whatever we're using. At some point, they both leave the room. And I'm in a room full of 20 prisoners that mm-hmm. are just like in a circle sitting yeah. there. It's basically them telling their stories and everyone's innocent. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's there for the, you know, they're all like, well, I'm not supposed to be here, but you know, it was a mistake that I'm here or whatever. But, and they all found Jesus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember this moment where I was like, I'm in a room with 20 people who are lifers in mm-hmm. prison and, and you know, I'm, it's just me and them at this point, you know. But the second thing I did, which was kind of cool, is you talk about the prison band. It reminded me, I was, uh, do you know who Rich Hall is? The comedian Rich Hall? I've heard of him. Sniglets? He, did, uh, he was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. So uh, Rich uh, and I are good friends and I, he was, he was um, he's kind of a huge celebrity out in Europe. He's, he has these specials, and we went and shot um, something about where movies were took place in the South, and we shot in a maximum state prison at one point. And we go in there, and, and they just kind of moved a whole bunch of people out of a wing, and we went in there to shoot in this area. And they had a, they asked us afterwards, they like, 
would you like to watch our prison band? And so we went, mm. they were amazing. They mm. were really great. I don't know how good the band was that you played with, but mm. these guys were, I think they have, it's because they have nothing to do but practice. Right, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they get a lot of practice. They get a, pra- a lot of practice in, but this guy was playing, I remember he was playing guitar backwards, like Jimi Hendrix, and it was just like, and I, I was really impressed. I was like, wow, the level of talent in this place is pretty great, you mm. know? And, um, but, you know, like you said, it makes you not want to go back to prison. Um, you ever been to prison there? <laughs> Either you two? No. I have been to prison. You have? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I'll talk about it. What happened? I've never talked about it on the air before. We've only had nine episodes. <laughs> this is the ninth episode. It's not like we Come my, on. My nobody, mom nobody. Might you hear. only have nine followers. My mom, <laughs> my your, mom, mom, your mom is tuned out a long mom, time ago. My mom doesn't know. <laughs> She doesn't know. No, she doesn't no, know. Your mom stopped listening after the keister thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, I don't really care for that keister language. In <laughs> uh, it was shortly after I moved to LA. Uh, a buddy of mine from Chicago came out with his wife for Valentine's Day. It was a weekend, and they were staying in San Diego, and they said, "Come down. We'll go to Tijuana for a party all day." So I thought, that sounds like a great idea. So I drove down to San Diego, and we took the bus or the train uh, into Mexico, and we started drinking at noon in Tijuana, and every five minutes there was a, a waiter coming around with, I don't know if you've, if you've ever been a part of it or seen the uh, uh, video, but... The, there's servers at the popular uh, like Tijuana restaurants for tourists that'll come around and they bring around a, a bottle of uh, tequila and they just grab your head and they tilt it back and they pour tequila oh, yeah, down yeah. your throat and then they blow a whistle and, and they <laughs> shake your head and you, then you're supposed, you have to... I love that. It's the bulldog. Is that what it's, there's a name for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, is that what it's, I, I never knew that. that. Anyway, that happened like 17 times that day and... Um, <laughs> I had a million drinks, and uh, we drank a lot until 10 or midnight or something. Finally, we take the uh, bus back across the border into San Diego. My buddy and his wife said, Okay, so uh, you know you can sleep on our floor in our hotel room, or you can get your own room. They're, they're 50 bucks. It was some shitty motel right across the border. And I was like... Fuck that. I'm going home. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, it's two and a half hours with no traffic back to L.A. And they were like, I don't know. Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, Ma. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> so as I was leaving San Diego, I knew I didn't have much gas. I only had like a quarter tank. And there was a gas station like right before I got on the highway, but I thought, nah, it's cool. I'm going to stop and get gas on the way. And I rem- I was driving, and I was so tired. I thought, like, how am I going to make it back to L.A.? I'm so tired right now. And then I realized that I was running out of gas. And I I passed one exit. The story's and just- running out of gas. <laughs> no, uh, nothing on this exit. Then I get to, and I thought, whatever the next exit is, I don't care if it has gas station signs or not. I'm getting off. I'm going to find a gas station because I'm about to run out of gas. And the next 
exit was the entrance to Camp Pendleton. Oh no! The, the, you uh, drove marine, into the fucking. I drove into the Marine base. <laughs> now we're going. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So I I pulled in, and as I pulled in, I realized that I was pulling into the Marine base, and there there. This is they not don't like where that. I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> there was a line of like one or two cars, and they quickly uh, like pulled forward, and then I pulled up, and there was no, there's no drive around or circle through or anything. I I was stuck in the line, and I pulled up and rolled down my window, and I said, "Oh, I just need to turn around. I'm, uh, I need gas, and I got to turn around." And that's and what this, you thought you said. Yeah, <laughs> and said. Why don't you just pull over, pull over here? And I was like, oh, okay. And then, then it all started. How much you been drinking? And uh, the best part was, um, I got out of the car. I'm talking with the Marines, and they're like, "So you're drinking in Tijuana? How, what'd you drink?" And I was like, "Well, I had a margarita with my dinner." And, and this, <laughs> this, I'm talking to this lady Marine, and she says, "Was it?" This big, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I sat in their little office while they called the highway patrol, and then I went to the Oceanside Jail. How long? Overnight. It was awesome. Do you have, so you have a record? It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome. not awesome. Did they put you in the drunk tank? Oceanside. Yeah, it was in the drunk tank. It sounds yeah. very nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should visit there. Yeah, it was yeah. in the drunk tank. Visit the Oceanside I summer, Jail. I summer at the Oceanside Jail. <laughs> uh, it was actually pretty calm for the first few hours, and there were only like three or four guys in there. We mm. all kind of just fell asleep on the benches. Together? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> across from each Spooning other. Spooning each other. Then at four, 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 four a.m. Forking a little. The, they dumped all of the like coked out lunatics into the drunk tank. And they're all like hooting and hollering, jumping all over, like banging on the walls. And then I didn't sleep the, the rest of the night. And the worst part was uh, knowing that there was a clock just barely out of sight like i could see like one or two numbers mm-hmm. but you, i don't have you don't have your watch oh, there's no sense of time at all it's like vegas i didn't <laughs> i didn't know i thought like i know i'm gonna get out of here like sometime early morning mid-morning but i could only see like the eight and the nine on the clock <laughs> and I thought, fuck is it 6 a.m or 8 a.m or 10 a.m i didn't anybody even have know. a watch yeah oh, oh, they take them away rough. from you because they're, they're glass, yeah. 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 Have you ever been arrested? No, I've not. Never, never. Wow, <laughs> I've so never been arrested. Glass. Well, I don't know. You said you, you, you like, like, like I don't, you're lying to cops. You got all sorts of like uh, you know all sorts of stories. I thought for sure there's going to be one where the Irish guy gets in a little you know a little scrape him up or something you know. <laughs> but wow, so uh, um, so you did the prison thing. You got. The, the yeah, story did comes the, out. Did anything? the prison thing. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, we're talking no, about me now. Talk about you now. Yeah. <laughs> so you did the prison thing. You got these offers from CAA. I see all these people are calling you. Did something come of that? What? Like, well, then what happened was, so then I had to pick. I had all these meetings. Thanks for the like, story, by the way, Aaron. That, yeah, was, that, was, that, was, a great that was good. Sure. I didn't know where I was going. I know what was going to happen, but wow. I like pulling into camp. Drove right into the fucking <laughs> base. Like that, you you should have just had a neon sign on yourself at that yeah. point. Uh, yeah, this right guy. here, this guy. <laughs> So did uh, did they option the story? So I had a, well, and I was offered some money, like uh, you know, and then uh, 
but I turned some offers down, and everybody wanted, like I was having all these power breakfasts I'll and lunches, <laughs> and I met with Charles Shire, and then Julio Caro, who did the cell with... Uh, 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 J Lo, Jennifer yeah, Lopez, and wasn't Vincent D'Onofrio in that? And um, I, I wasn't. I thought he was. I'm I don't sure. know. I look don't know. The Google man. Can he's look he's it up. gonna check it out. So um, so uh, so then I thought I'll put Julio Caro together with Charles Shire, and so we didn't. So and then this time, then I had my ghostwriter uh, guy. I'm Did like, you have I'll a story him out? Like so then we started it? to work out a story. We're like, we got to have you know a story. So the guy, so there, there was a woman that hired me to do the prison, right? Even though she was some, you know, anyway, she was a nice mm-hmm. lady, but nobody I was attracted to. But then we made her like a love interest. Okay. Like, and so then we put, you know, so we made a story out of it. Well, that's great. And, uh, well, you know, why do a, and so, you know, it's like a boy meets girl, gets girl, loses girl in, in there. And um, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets boy. Uh, and and, and my character, so and my we made my character like he didn't really know the true meaning of comedy at all. Like he thought comedy was like props and you know blow up uh, dolls and exactly. stuff like that. And but by the end of it, after going to the prison, he learns. You know, there's a lo- there's a depth to comedy, and there's a, a hope, and it you know what the comedy will do. So then, you know, the, the, the really takes story. it to the next it level. Takes yeah. it to another level by the end of it. So we made a whole story, but I'm <laughs> I'm pitching this to Charles Shire with Julio Caro, and Ch- I'm like five minutes into the pitch, I think, and Charles Shire's like, um, what? Page are we on? Like four hundred and fifty-two of the screenplay. <laughs> Screenplays are only one hundred twenty right. pages. <laughs> I'm like, what? And uh, so they didn't. Anyway, it didn't really work out. They didn't want to do it. They, it was either Charles Shire by himself or Julio Caro by himself. And Charles Shire was like, we could probably write this thing and get like six hundred thousand for the screen. You know, the screenplay. And I don't know, but I was pushed kind of to go. T- with the Julio Caro and he's like I can I've got deals with uh, Universal and all the studios and we can do it and you can write it and act in it whatever we can get you know so I'm like okay and um, the bottom line of the story was uh, Julio Caro ended up during this process became Jennifer Lopez's sole producer Okay. So now all the other studios are out of the picture. It's only it's only her her project. But I'm tied into him, and so he's like we. So we made her the main woman character, and then she passed on the project. And then I'm like, and then it was over because I had said no to everybody else. Oh my god! But I could still revive this project if anybody's listening Nobody's out there listening. in Hollywood. Give me a call, BillDevlin.com. <laughs> No, they would call you at BillDevlin.com? No, that's, I'm just telling them, this is where they can look me up. <laughs> did they, so did you have a name for it? Um, I, I think we just called it the prison story. You know, we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, come up with a name. But it's I'm a trying. great, it actually is a great, it could, it's very, very revivable. In fact, I ran into Charles Shire's assistant like a year ago, and he said, you should call him, man. He remembered who I was. What's well, funny how, they, you know, they always say like... Uh, you know, like doing time, like your comedy time. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like you know doing. You know, it could be a play. Is there a movie called Doing Time? Oh, by the way, Vincent D'Onofrio was in the cell. Was he? I knew it. And I pitched one of the companies that we were in. It, we pitched this other movie company. Um, what was it? New Line. New Line Cinema. Because right. my ghostwriter worked there, and his deal was you have to 
pitch, pitch to them. them first before anybody they else. First and they were just like, we're like minutes into the pitch, and he's like, wait a minute. So what was that movie about stand-up comics? And they're like, punchline. Didn't that tank? Wasn't that? And oh. what was that prison movie? And you want to put these together, two <laughs> movie premises that tank, and you're going to put two of them together and make them into... He's oh, like, man. what else do you got? <laughs> you know? And I didn't have anything <laughs> else. There's this guy who lives in a church. <laughs> I should have just drummer. made it up. I wish I would have done it. I should have done it because he would have bought it. He's like, if you have anything else, I'll buy it. I mean, these are the guys at New Line that could write the check. I should have. That's why I said I'm never going to go. You learn. You live and learn, man. If you're in one of those things, I should have just said, I've got this guy at a church. Because that's a good, great story a, there it's like, about these kids that live in a me? church and they pose as a priest. All over that. Like, that would have been a youth comedy where like, yeah. you know, they, all these people live in a church and have a... And, yeah, and then I brought it once. I've actually thought about that movie too. And then they, uh, what happens is the, the guy poses as a priest. But then what happens is the the patrol, the 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 officer comes back. So then they have to act like there's a real mass. But then real people start coming to the mass, <laughs> and then they have to keep it up. And then they learn their lesson of life. <laughs> so there's another movie for you. BillDevlin.com. Baked Baked sale. (laughs) Baked sale. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, then we cook pot brownies and pot pot pies. Pot pot pies. pies. There's there's a number of movies called Doing Time, but none of them are like huge movies. You could probably take that title. Well, well, they had the movie Let's Go to Prison, but that movie really didn't have... Yeah, yeah. and uh, that didn't... Really, yeah, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Did you um, see it? I thought it was okay. I think the movie went okay, but it, my movie's totally different than that movie. So we got to we we got to revive it. Revi- do you do a lot of writing? I mean, is Let's that was that your up. first you know situation where you had to write something like a script? Yeah, you know, was it? that was my first. Have you done subsequent? Yeah, in fact, scripts? I have a new show. I have a TV show right now that I'm pitching. Oh, okay. And I've been lucky enough to get into uh, Sony, HBO, NBC, oh. CBS. Jesus. Uh, what's the what's the premise? Can you talk about it, or is it hush hush? It's I don't know how much I can talk about. It's a live script. Believe me, no one's listening. Comedy. <laughs> Bill Devlin. No one is listening. Bill With Devlin. A super secret twist. I cannot tell the. You don't have to the tell the secret. super secret twist. I can't tell that because that's what. But that's what nobody else is doing. HBO said this is a groundbreaking premise. It's actually about guys it. who break ground. It's, and then uh, they didn't buy it. They're union guys. <laughs> but um, NBC liked it. He's, the guy at NBC said, I think you really have something here. All we got to do is throw some money into it. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, so let's throw some money into it. Are you looking? Are you they looking, didn't throw money into it. Do you have the script it. finished? Uh, well, this, the, yeah, we have, well, it's, you know, it's a, this is a TV show. This is a te- television show. So we have, uh, yeah. We you have, got the pilot script? Yeah, we have a pilot script. Oh, that's great. And, uh, well, we'll look for that. So treatment. tell us everything except for the secret twist. What What's it about? I can't because the secret twist the, is the whole the, show. Okay. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> it turns out Bruce Willis is dead the entire time. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Hey, hold on. I was going to watch that tonight. It was on my Netflix queue. Wait. Hold on. We uh, we went to go see... Uh, what was that new Bruce Willis movie we saw with your girlfriend? Um, Just look it up. Oh, Moon... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Moonrise... Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. Do you see it? The and new Wes Anderson. I've not movie? seen it. Oh, it's it's, it's like this uh, like love story between like like two thirteen year olds. It's really cute and it's really awesome. Good and movie. Bruce Willis is in it. So on the way out, I I, I lean over to John and go, "So was was he dead the whole time?" 
<laughs> I remember that scene, like people walking in, going, "What? Wait a minute!" <laughs> so, are, are you you got the the acting thing going on? Anything coming up in the that what you know in the future? You guys besides um, Rec- Rectomia Two or whatever. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, the the uh, the ass monster. Uh, well, another movie you can look up is God Complex, where I played Noah. And that's really? a very funny movie, yeah. Was, did you have to work with animals? And I did have to work with some animals. And, uh, but enough, about, enough about the Teamsters, ladies and gentlemen. But And actually, when I, we had these goats. We're chasing goats around because it was, <laughs> we're trying to shoot Noah, and I'm in this Noah costume with the beard and everything. And um, I had a temperature of 104 degrees. Oh, shit. And that's when I told, well, before we went on air, I told these guys I had open heart surgery right, three, yeah. four years ago, what something like that. It's because I had bacteria on my heart. It's this weird thing that you can get. You talked get. about that one time on stage, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I have a bit about it, yeah. And, uh, I just remember that. But. And uh, the, one of the symptoms is death. <laughs> I mean, one of the main <laughs> symptoms <laughs> is death. <laughs> I'm lucky I didn't have that symptom. <laughs> So but, okay, you got you got that you think working on this project? Was no, it? no, I got it uh, somehow. Uh, the way you get this thing, it's endocarditis. It's called. You uh, bacteria gets into your bloodstream from your mouth, and it goes to your heart. And it if you be- have if you have any abnormality in your heart, then the bacteria can sit there and grow, and then you. So you have no idea when you got it, and it could have been sitting there forever, and it just all. No, it happens pretty pretty fast. Is it something that happens when you travel, or like it more commonly happens when you are uh, you have a dental treatment? Oh shit! That's why people that have a heart murmur have to take antibiotics uh, when they go to the dentist. But I was also traveling overseas, so I was in Thailand for a month, and I so I also had three kinds of bacteria. That's why I have this in my, oh my God. because I had salmonella, some other thing, and this thing in my heart. Holy shit! And I'm like, and and, and the doctors like you, you we're gonna, you know, you have you we might have something with your heart, your stomach, or your. And my wife is like, check his liver, check his liver. Yeah, <laughs> he's Irish. Check his liver. <laughs> like so. Did, but, Wait, so let's, 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 hold on, let's talk about this for a second. Hold so, on wait, Hold on here. Wait, so, what are the, you walking around all of a sudden, is your heart hurt? Is no, it? there was a last thing. I thought, I was sick for like two months. I, you know, I had salmonella, which, I must be tough, because I had salmonella for like two months. And it just, and, you're feeling uh, like really drowsy, kind of like and, worn um, out kind of thing? It was just like the flu, but worse. Oh, okay. And, but finally I got to realize, you know, whatever this is, it's, and I got tested for malaria, and I had all these tests, and you know, doctors in LA, they're just like, ah, you got some kind of flu, don't worry about it. And another guy said, oh, it's, you know, you don't have malaria. The, the malaria doctor's like, well, good news, you don't have malaria, so you're fine. And I'm like, I don't even know where that voice well, went. I was going to say, doctor well, you went that. to a lot of Irish doctors. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you should go see a regular doctor. You know? <laughs> maybe you should stop taking bartender's advice. <laughs> uh, you don't got malaria. You don't got it. You're fine. So have a shot of Jameson. <laughs> I, Here's some but, medicine. But, but he never checked for anything else. If he would have just listened to my heart, so finally I, I you know, realized. You should. All, that's a. That's a good. Uh, that's a good lesson. Is you should just listen to your heart. Just listen. <laughs> yes, I, I said, I said, listen to your heart. 
<laughs> I just listened to his heart and I knew what was wrong. <laughs> listen, I, yeah, that sh- that can be the end of my prison oh, there movie. You go. Yeah, exactly. If you just listen to his heart. Oh, oh um, you know, J Lo right the, now is going. You know, uh, her, she could use yeah, a jump start in her career. Yeah, come on. Yeah. The, anyway, uh, so uh, finally, my wife is like, "You're going to an emergency room today," oh, shit. and I'm like, "All right." So I'm like. I get to pick, <laughs> so I pick Cedar Sinai. I'm like, I'm going to Cedar Sinai, and uh, they found like within an hour, I had, and they're like, "Holy crap, your it's your heart, your your heart valve isn't even working. It's you been, don't even have a heart flapping around. Exactly. You don't even have a heart." <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this only once before. It was an odds, <laughs> but seriously, my heart was so bad the valve wasn't even working, and Holy they couldn't shit. even believe it. And I'm surprised like, you even like had energy. To and I'm like, get- usually I just pay cash because my insurance was a high deductible. I'm like, uh, you better get the insurance card, uh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be racking up some miles on this I thing. I think uh, the bill's gonna be. Hi. So, um, so they cut they cut you open. Yeah. Well, when the surgeon came to meet with me, because he, he saw my heart on the on the you know whatever the computer, and 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 then he you saw, saw your me. Heart on the then he saw me, and I was just sitting there fine. I was fine. And he's like, "You're the guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the guy." <laughs> he's like, "I expect you to be laying here." Well, sorry, but uh, you know, not looking so good. I'm like, "I'm fine." So then we had, I was in the hospital for 21 days. We actually, are you the drummer from church? I, are you the drummer from church? <laughs> so I had, yeah, but I had a private room and we had uh, a cooler. Call podcast. A cooler. We had a, a refrigerator. So we had beer in there. My wife, she's, bless her heart, she was there every, she slept there. She was every, there every day to get every drunk. Every night. And watching was, you. We were drinking beer. Well, I wasn't drinking beer, but people were drinking beer. Oh, that's awesome. It was a party. We played poker and. What was the recovery time? How long was and, that? Uh, well, I was at, uh, I was at, it was 21 days because I had to get rid of all this bacteria before Jesus. they could do the surgery. And, so 21 uh, days before you even do the surgery? Well, it was like 19 days or something. And then once they did the surgery, they kicked me right out of there. <laughs> like, same day service, you're out I of was here. At, well, I was at, at the kit because you, you know, most people that have the surgery are like 70s, 80s, or whatever, and they have open-heart surgery, and it's not a pretty sight for them. But I, I was fine after the I was fine up to it, and then so like so then like we're in this room, and there's like, okay, now can anybody can can you walk? Can you walk? I'm like, I can walk, and then like I can't walk, and like how long did you? When did you have your surgery? Three months ago. I'm like, I had it yesterday. <laughs> you know? You're like in the so, front of the line for Joe. I was in the front of the line of the trailer. <laughs> So I went home right away, and actually my first day home from the hospital was my wife's birthday. Oh, wow. So I had a birthday party for her, and I had, no lie, I had a, I had a IV hooked up to me, and I had Filled a hole. Filled with Jameson. I was full of, <laughs> yeah, I was wired up, but I was wired up with a heart wire, and, and I was drinking. <laughs> no, you weren't, were you? Yes, I was. You just had open heart surgery. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> But you're feeling okay now? Can you run? Can you do everything else? Normal? Oh yeah, I, yeah. In fact, I was. Um, I'm just starting to run again. But I was running like uh, four to six miles a day for a while. Forty six miles four a day. Four two trips. <laughs> yes. You know. But actually, yesterday I ran two and a half miles. I'm just starting to run again. Oh, that's great. But, hey, you just started running. I'm fine. Um, uh, literally, I just started like jogging like three days ago. So you're sore. No, I feel fine actually. You didn't run far enough then. <laughs> I, well, I ran a mile uh, like on Sunday, and then like another mile like two days ago. Oh, Clint East would say, "Hey, you pushy, <laughs> yeah, the, the million dollar baby, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah pushy." 
Um, you got to run at least like two, three miles, man. Well, I'm not <laughs> into it. Actually, I think I think he's, I think what he's doing is smart because the first thing people do usually is overdo it, and then they're like they get discouraged or everything else. I'm a runner, and I um I, I run like about uh. What is it? A block? Three and a half. No, about a block. <laughs> about a I run block. here to the. I run a block. When the remote's not. When the remote's <laughs> I run here to the TV. And uh, no, but um, uh, and it's uh, it's a tough thing to get your body into. I haven't. I hadn't run in in like about a week or so, and I felt completely different after I went back. So I think it's smart to build up really slow because it's something you can do for the rest of your life if you're careful with it. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I hated running when I was younger. Like, I still like, hate it. Like being in gym class and like, all right, let's run laps. Like I hated that. So like for I me loved now, running. I ran cross country for six years. I, <laughs> I actually, uh, yeah, I, I actually still don't like it, but it gets good fast results because I'm, I'm at the age right now where I just put on weight like crazy. So it's like the only thing that's even keeping me maintained at all is my running. Um, yeah, you get to a certain age and you look at yourself naked and you look like an old timey wrestler. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, you, you see the Family Guy where they're like, "Oh, here comes old timey in shape, out of shape guy or whatever," and it's like Robert Mitchum. He's like, and he's got his belt up to here. And he's like, "Come on, I'll murder you!" And it's like, you know, he just looks all like fat and skinny at the same time. He's like, "Oh, wow!" So, um. Now what is it? Now we're an exercise show? Is that yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have another shot at have another shot Jameson, yeah. for those in uh, podcast land. So what is, uh, what is on the horizon for you? What do you, do you you've, got the, the, you've got the cop piece that you just got booked for, but do you have anything that's outstanding that's about to come out or any commercials that we should be looking for, any national things or... Unfortunately, not. I didn't mean that's to bring I mean. that up. No, no, that's, no, to, that's okay. <laughs> I said this year's been a little slow, but things are, things are picking up. Things no, it's great, and, and I really do love the show that you put on. It's a it's a, a lot of fun. The guys yeah, uh, have all come to it. I was going to ask you. You said you produce the show. Does that mean you also like go out and you book the talent that comes in, or how does that work? Because I've seen a lot of big names come in there. So yeah, I mean, it's, so it's a lot of fun. I usually yes, I used to book all the comedy. The way the improv used to work when they had independent producers was we could book the whole show and then uh maybe a year and a half ago something like that they said you know what we're kind of taking the club back a little bit so we're gonna book so i book four comics and they book three which is very fair and some people were mad i'm like what are you talking about it's their it's their yeah, it's club their place, i can't yeah. believe they you know, you know so uh, but when i so i I'm, I'm i'm built in and then i have a host and so i book two comics Oh, cool! And I always try to make sure that I can book like uh, you know Kathleen Madigan. We talked right, about right. or Jimmy Dore, or Greg Fitzsimmons, or John. Didn't you, you used know. to host comedy shows? Uh, I was the uh, I was the host of the yeah I, the Funny from Comedy Nightclub. I hosted. It, I was the host there for like a year. Did you host I think, every night? Before or? yeah, I was. I used to host. We'd have a different comics in all the time. Bill Maher. All these people would come to play. It was, there was a few clubs in the, in the country that people loved to play. Like uh, you always heard about Igby's, and you always mm-hmm. heard about a couple of places. And the funny firm was the Midwest mm-hmm. equivalent of all those. And so I cut my teeth actually as an MC, and um, and it was it was a lot of fun. And then I just eventually started going on the road. And, and John is going to host comedy cocktails oh. this year. There you go. Hey, look at that. Now hey, here hey, we go. Now hey. it's on record. Oh, I didn't have to. Hey, and then whenever that. I meet, like I. <laughs> I you know like if I see Drew Carey or whatever because I you know I I we're acquaintances he knows mm-hmm. who I so I always tell him hey come to the show and he's come in and oh I've been there I've been there and you've had Drew unbelievable people uh, stop by uh, uh, Daniel Tosh remember we were there that yeah, Daniel, that was Tosh. Daniel Tosh came Daniel Tosh. in and yeah. just did yep. like 
15, 20 minutes. And Jay Larson, who's very funny, came yeah. in one night. And we had um, uh, well, I one one time I had uh, Jerry Seinfeld came in. Jerry Seinfeld came into the comedy <laughs> Jerry cocktail show. Jerry Seinfeld. Now we know it was drinking. It actually wasn't Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Jerry Seinfeld. It was Jerry Seinfeld. No, but that was a weird night because uh, did you have to bump anybody? No, we didn't bump anybody. Yeah, you know who I bumped? Bud Friedman, the owner of the improv. Oh, did you? <laughs> because by accident, here's what happened. Jerry Seinfeld comes in. I can't believe they, the, the managers of the club came up to me. Jerry Seinfeld's here. He wants to be in your show, so will you talk to him? And like that's what's changed a oh little bit. Now the club's kind of taken over. Like They would never do this oh, now. Right. But I'm like, well, yeah. And so Jerry Seinfeld comes and talks to me. Hey, you know, can I do some you know, time in your show? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, oh, go park my car. And, you know. So then, then all of a sudden the word spread. He hadn't even parked his car not knowing he's going to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, even he didn't have enough juice to just walk into De- Bill Devlin's Right. Show. He didn't even park awesome. his car. So he's like, okay, I'll park because it's poor. So then, um, like, word spread. And this was before Twitter and all that, but I, the word would spread, man. And, uh, Wait. Jerry Seinfeld has a billion dollars. Why didn't he just valet his car? Well, those whole things. Well, he did like, valet. He probably valet. The thing about him is that he loves to park in uh, no parking zones and get parking tickets. For it. Park it wherever. Is that really what he does? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that rumor that uh, he'll just park right in front of wherever he wants to go and, and loves to get tickets. Well, no, loves to get tickets. Doesn't give a shit. Like the uh, who was um, the somebody told the joke last night that uh, that said. Um, they Chris saw Brown? Chris Brown go take take the ticket and like, look, I got a ticket. Yeah, and throws threw it away. <laughs> You're like, uh, I got to sit there and go, oh my gosh, I uh, let's see, seventy five dollars. How many pay? Yeah, exactly. I gotta probably buy food or like uh, lunch. Yeah. And, <laughs> can I continue with this? No, uh, we're in the middle of something here. Uh, so yeah, remember that comic we saw that was really funny last night? That wasn't Bill Devlin. And, uh, <laughs> hey, no, come on now. So um, so anyway so 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 then word spread the club was instantly packed and uh, oh people but, started like just and Bud Friedman there. shows up the owner of the Improvs you know the monocle right, right the monocle I was I'm saying this for the folks in the uh, cyberland yeah yeah uh, but <laughs> so he shows up and he's like okay so now what I'd like you to do is so you'll go up and then you'll um, introduce me and then I'll introduce Jerry and then I'll bring up Jerry. I'm like, okay. And then, but they didn't know when Jerry was going to come on. It's like, okay, so what's going to happen is another comic, you're going to bring up another comic, and then you'll bring up me, and then I'll bring up Jerry. And so I'm like, okay. So then I'm up there, you know, I'm, I'm hosting that show. And um, so then they, the, the word was another comic's going to be there. So then they bring up a note in the middle, like one of my bits. So he comes up and hands me a note. <laughs> like, totally kills my punchline. I'm like, okay, I'm being handed a note. And it says, Jerry's not ready. He'll be, uh, you know, bring up, you know, this other guy. So I'm like, okay. So then I'm continuing, and then they bring me up another note, and it's like, uh, no, Jerry is going to do it. Uh, he'll he'll go now. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, fuck. So then I got so excited about it, and it was kept changing, and so then I'm like, uh, well, folks, we have a... And then Jerry's standing right there, like he's ready to jump on stage, right? So and people can I tell, just, you'd hear it, feel it in the audience. Right, so rising. I'm like, folks, we have a... And here he is, Jerry Seinfeld! Totally and as I say, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, I look at Bud, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm never going to work in this club again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> guess, oh my god dude what did he say he said it's fine oh that's cool <laughs> he was good is that, is that the first time you've met him um that was the first time i actually had a conversation with him yeah is he does he hang out there much anymore he used to all the time but yeah. i don't see him he used to be there every thursday night um yeah for the for for you guys um there used to be a show called Evening at the Improv. You wanted me to say <laughs> for the uninitiated. No, I got a lot of shit for always saying for the uninitiated, and I'm gonna. St- I have to st- you, 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 a couple people give me shit you about. Have to, you have to bring it back. Your podcast, you would always say, "Well, for the uninitiated, uh, Bill Devlin's a stand-up comedian." <laughs> or for the uninitiated, uh, Bud Freeman does blah blah blah. So I'm uh, trying to break that habit, but of course you kind of wanted you. To you say I know it, you walked yeah, me right into it. You might have but, to bring it back. Bud Freeman was the host of uh, Evening at the Improv, and he would. Um, he would come out with his monocle, and he kind of became. He tried to become this like master of ceremony, bigger than life kind of character, and uh, and uh, you know he was kind of synonymous with the whole improv thing. But I, mm-hmm. since I've been out here, I hadn't I hadn't seen him at the shows. Yeah, ever. that was the that would that would have been the only time I'd ever seen him on stage at the improv in all these years, and he because he doesn't do it, but he wanted to introduce Jerry, and then I screwed him out of it. And that's exactly how he talks. How he was doing the impersonator, like, oh, the next comedian, you know, like he's the sage, you know, master of like, oh, you know, the guy that's the guru of, of stand-up comedy. The only other person I know that wears a monocle other than uh, Colonel Klink. Yeah, Werner Klemper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw this great uh, Far Side. It was because the, the actor's name was Werner Klemper that did that, and it was it was called The Last Klemper, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it, had, it had him with a monocle, and... Um, um, no, no. In retrospect, not as funny. You but, will be uh, sent to the Russian front. You guys, Another reference. Hogan's these Heroes. Kids, these Look at kids, guys. they don't know. They're looking Hogan's at Hogan's Heroes. You never watched Hogan's Heroes? No. Oh my God. <laughs> we were too busy playing our Nintendos and yeah. our Sega Genesis. Uh, what? What are those? <laughs> the duck we had. We didn't even have Atari at that point. We had Pong. You know, yeah. <laughs> remember, was, it, was this back when you had to walk forty miles in the snow to school every day? Uphill both ways. Yeah, exactly. You know, I killed a bear with my. So how notebook. long is this podcast? I don't know. How long anyway, are we at? Nine we're hours. We're, we're there. Okay, we're there. We're there. Um, all right. Uh, is it nine hours? Yeah, it's about <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we, we want you to do. Are we on page four hundred and fifty-three? This is we're, we're recreating the prison situation. Nine hours of comedy for. Uh, um, no, but you know, we just kind of let it go until it flows, and it was, it was great. You were you were amazing, and I really appreciate you taking time to to let us come into your house and and uh, talk to you for a little bit and hear about. Uh, all the all the things you've been up to and all the things you're about to be doing and it's just great. We uh, we just had a blast. We knew it was going to be fun because we we've been to your show and you're just this affable, just really great dude. And we just knew it was going to be a good time. <laughs> well, I had really a lot of fun and uh, you know uh, we'll. But what do you want to play? BillDevlin.com. You got going on and do you have anything else? Are you on Facebook, Twitter? Well, now I have a new website, BillDevlin.com, and it's linked to everything. So you go to okay, the front cool. page. And you can go to Twitter, Facebook, IMDb. Everything's all right on the front page. And we'll get links on the the website, too, and also um, maybe some links to uh, some of the movies, if we can... uh, And if there's anybody uh, local, uh, Comedy Cocktail. Oh, yeah, please come on down to the Comedy Cocktail show. uh, You do it about every four weeks, every three or four weeks? Every every third Thursday, Every third Thursday. um, Except August 2nd isn't the third Thursday. A lot of fun. He's always got... uh, (laughs) <laughs> who you never know. Seinfeld might stop by. Uh, Drew Hodge, Carey. Drew Carey. And, um, Jeff Ross. Who's painted to the side of the building. Uh, Drew Carey's painted on the side of the building. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it. Um, That's my goal. I to be, be painted, painted on the side, on the side, of, the side of the building. building. 
<laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go down there. We're gonna find Bill actually painting himself. I've been plastered. I've already been plastered on the side of the. Building. <laughs> You've been plastered. You just haven't been painted on the side of the. Building. That's actually a funny joke. You should do that. All these comics all painted. I've been plastered on the side of the building. <laughs> Um, anyway, well, we just uh, did it. We yeah, just did that joke. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, thanks again, and uh, and we'll be looking forward to everything you got coming up. Take care. Great. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Jameson O'Clock. Jameson O'Clock.